Well, welcome to episode 22 of the Gen X Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Mario Piper, and I thank all of you for joining with me. It's been quite a year so far. 2021 uh, is looking a lot better than 2020, um, and ho- hopefully everybody out there is continuing to be safe, um, you know, that COVID is going to start going away after a while and that we can kind of get back to normal a little bit. But um, as you heard last week, or last time, the last podcast, um, I'm starting to interview people. And of course, my first interview was my daughter. Enjoyable for all of you. And this time, we're inviting, we, meaning I, (laughs) am inviting a a special photographer from the land of Kansas, my homeland. And her name is Denise Graves. Denise, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Mario. Great to be here. <laughs> Glad that you're here. <laughs> so, Denise, um, the first time I saw any of your work, I think it might have been on Instagram, because um, I follow Ann Holland, and I think she shared a, I think it was a double exposure, film swap. And that's the first time I ever heard of that. And so I went on your website, and you said, something about doing film swaps and if anybody wanted to do some uh just send you a shout out and so we did that and i thought it was a pretty cool idea um what what gave you what gave you the idea of doing film swaps you know i really don't remember exactly where i first saw it i think it may have been on twitter back when i was on twitter and yeah film Film photography community is pretty active on there. Oh, and is it? Yeah, well, oh, wow. at least it was when I was on there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've kind of pared, pared down my social media presence quite a yeah. bit. I'm down to just Instagram now. But yeah. um, Twitter was pretty active with film shooters, and um, I like effects kind of things, wacky colors and abstractions and stuff and I found that interesting and I think I first saw it on there somebody had done a swap or yeah I think it was I saw it on there first and I was like that's a great idea that's cool so yeah I decided to go ahead and give it a try anything different I I, I like to try it that's cool that's cool um thinking about the the film swaps we did um we I think you sent me some um, Kodak Pro Image 100, which is an awesome film. I, I really love uh, Pro Image. And then mm-hmm. I think I sent Kono Rottweil number two, I think. Yes, which is a red scale. scale. Yeah. And so uh, the images that, that we got, you know, from both those roles were pretty interesting. And it gave me an idea of, you know, continuing to do film swaps with other people. But even like right now I'm, I'm shooting a roll of Kodak Gold, and what I'm doing is I'm, I started the roll, I'm going to go all through the 36 exposures, retract it back in, and then start it again at the same place, 
mm-hmm. just expose my own role again. I've never done that before. I've done dub- double exposures, but not an entire role. So it'll be interesting. But thank you for giving me that idea. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, it's yeah. fun to do it like that, too. And like loading it into different cameras and stuff like yeah. that, too. You know, I'm I'm not real really a stickler about having the frames line up because sometimes that looks interesting too. Like you can do kind of like pseudo half frame yeah. <laughs> kind of stuff <laughs> when they don't line up and get yeah. even more wackiness from it. You know, I just like surprises. You know, I'm not one to you know put too many rules on it. And, yeah. You know, and plan too much stuff out when it comes to doubles stuff like that i like i like this element of surprise with that me too me too in fact that makes me think of uh, something i wanted to ask you um i've looked through you know your your pictures on instagram and you do a lot of interesting photos a lot of interesting photography um fairly recently i think you were loading um oh not a it was it's a lamography camera I th- the horizon I the horizon yes yeah and uh you said something about it it was not perfect or something like that and i thought that it looked really rad oh so, i love <laughs> <laughs> this this camera's been giving me the devil um oh, yeah? <laughs> a gift from a friend and my first roll that i loaded oh it was a breeze i was like oh this is cool this is awesome shop it turned out good oh i'm excited and then i tried to load <laughs> this other roll and it kind of fell apart on me well the roll did not the camera and then yeah. the roll you're talking about was a roll of psych blues which is this oh. exposed film that mm-hmm. you know and um i didn't get it loaded correctly and <clears throat> i was trying to advance it and you know how you when you feel you feel it Catch yeah. like oh wow <laughs> something <laughs> so you know I had to rewind it and kind of yeah. you know take a take a peek in there I'm like ah <laughs> I'm trying to shoot it again but I did get some cool stuff even from the mishap so yeah even co- cool things can happen from your mistakes and your <laughs> yeah <laughs> your disasters sure. it can yeah. be a beautiful disaster. <laughs> exactly i like that yeah and that even the lab me... it's like um this roll was pretty scratched up, but here you go <laughs> and like i know you don't know what i went through <laughs> to even get through That's... this roll <laughs> that i had anything on it it's like scratch chewed i'm fine as long as i get some images at this point yeah <laughs> um the the film lab that you used for um when when I sent the Kodo um, Rottweil the red scale, um, you sent it to I think a film lab in New Hampshire maybe, which is actually pretty close old school film lab. I've never sent anything there. It's kind of funny. I always send my um, like I do I do my own developing for C forty one or black and white, but for slide film, and um, pretty soon I'm going to be doing some um, infrared film, and so I'm going to send it to the dark room because. I don't want to mess that up, you know. It's pretty, pretty special film, and I, mm-hmm. I, I know there's going to be some surprises, but I don't want to de- or mess it up with my own development. But, anyways, you f- uh, sent that um, red scale film to the uh, old school film lab, and the uh, the effects that they I, I don't know about the effects if it's the fact that it was doubly exposed or 
the film itself or how they developed it, but it was just so cool the way <laughs> they turned out. <laughs> so cool. It's one of my uh, some of my should, favorite photos. We should photos. claim that. We should claim that. I think we so. We should give that so. credit to the lab. That's us. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. We did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I I just thought it was so so good. Um, I'm going to share a couple of images um, from my podcast uh, Instagram page uh, from from that very role. Oh, okay. Some of my favorite ones. There's one that was very interesting. It was a, a picture of some sort of a garden or like a, a gazebo or something like that. Mm-hmm. And right in the gazebo is a lamp that I shot. <laughs> so there's like the, the top of this lamp right on the side of the photo. <laughs> yeah. Just really interesting. Or one where I think you were shooting a picture of the flag on the ground. And right mm-hmm. on the ground is the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought it was pretty cool. But um, all this uh, stuff makes me think of uh, just photography in general. And so I wanted to find out. How did you get started with photography? Like, did, did you grow up doing photography or did you start as an adult? And did you start with digital and go analog or vice versa? What's what's the story? Wow, that's like three questions. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I, I started shooting regularly when I was 12. I, uh, I, my dad bought me a camera when I, on my birthday. I remember it very well. He asked me what I wanted for my birthday. I said I wanted a, I wanted a, a real camera, which was I mean, nice. 35 millimeter, because I'd just been messing around with my mom's 110 camera, and I was like, I, I want to do this cartridge stuff. I want a real roll of film. Yeah. And so we went to Kmart. <laughs> wow. And I picked out. <laughs> I'm telling my age now. <laughs> Kmart's are all gone, but oh, we I went know. to Kmart, and I picked up Kodak S100 EF camera it's just real simple camera yeah. and i still have it and i still use it is um, that the one that you, you used for uh art film swap because i think you used a kodak camera i think i did <laughs> i think i did <laughs> that's use cool. that one. That's yeah cool. it has like two two shutter speeds and that's it a flash nice. on or off and that's it you know and you just make sure you're three feet away from whatever you're shooting and you pretty much got it that's cool. It's just, it's cool for when you just don't want to think too hard. So I had pictures okay. from pretty much 12 on up and I bought other pretty much point and shoot film mm-hmm. cameras after that. And a good friend of mine was always kind of teasing me about still shooting film. This was like early 2000s. Yeah, and she's like, "Why are you getting a digital camera?" And it's like, "Oh, the one I want, one I was looking at was like a Sony Alpha something." And I was like, "I don't have yep. thousands of dollars to spend on a digital camera. I can just buy my Kodak Gold, call it good, you know." Yeah, exactly. So for, so for my birthday, again another birthday present, she bought me another Kodak camera. It was a Kodak um, Z730 Easy Share digital camera. Uh-huh. <laughs> she bought it for Kodak, my birthday. Yeah. Yes, another birthday present and another Kodak camera. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they abandoned their roots for a while. <laughs> yeah. So she got me this digital camera and it had some manual controls and uh-huh. I was and I was like, well, maybe I should actually try and figure this stuff out, you know? <laughs> Exposure triangle, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> and I just kind of took that deep dive and started to be more 
experimental more than yeah. documentary with my okay. photography. Because up until then, I was just you know, taking pictures of my friends and family and wherever I was at or show or, you know, wherever I was at, I would just take pictures. And then I learned more about what it takes to even make a picture. And so I got more into the art realm of it. I I hesitate to call myself an artist (laughs) (laughs) because it just sounds so pretentious. And, you know, (laughs) when I think artist, I think of, people with big egos and superior yeah. complex. And it's like, that's not me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but then you start talking be... about creativity and art and I'm like, well, that does kind of sound like an artist. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I did go I... digital for a little while. Yeah. And then um, I kind of exhausted what I could do with this little compact digital camera. And I was like, okay, yeah. I want to get, I get an SLR. I want to get different lenses and stuff and so i got on ebay and i got another film camera i got a minolta s100 or minolta 800 si oh wow uh yeah so that was because i really liked minolta cameras i had a little shoot one and i figured well i've been thinking about sony digital cameras and i figured well if i get this minolta and these alpha lenses if i ever do get a digital so i'm just using the same lenses was my thinking but then i never did do that <laughs> <laughs> but uh i went back to film and got my slr and oh my god nice. it's just all over but the shooting since then so. that's cool <laughs> that's so cool you know i I kind of have a, a sort of a different history in the sense that, you know, I, I did grow up, I'm probably telling my age too, but I grew up in the 80s. I was born in, in the 70s, grew up in the 80s. And so we all, you know, 80s and 90s, we all used film cameras. Right. But I didn't, I wasn't really into photography back then other than like the um, uh, disposable cameras from time to time. Right. You know, going on trips, I'd have a disposable yeah, camera. Cash. Exactly, exactly. Um, in the 2000s, that's when I really got into photography. And I just, I went with digital. And it wasn't until just a couple of years ago. And I'll tell you, there there were a couple of things that kind of propelled me toward film photography. One was I took a digital photography course. And my instructor, what he said about film photography, film photography really intrigued me. Um, even though it was for digital photography, you know, (laughs) um, second, uh, it's kind of a weird thing, but my son and I saw 2001, a space odyssey in, um, Boston, Massachusetts. It was the 50th anniversary. And so all around the country, they were playing it on 70 millimeter film instead of the digital projection projection. And so I thought that's cool. So we went to see it and I thought it just looked so good. And then shortly after that, I bought a uh, Fujifilm X100, a used one. And uh, <laughs> it was a good camera, but it reminded me so much of what I thought maybe film cameras would be like. Mm-hmm. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> but nonetheless, it led me to <laughs> film. And I tell you what, for myself, I can't, I'm not trying to knock on digital. I have a lot of good pictures from my digital era you know most mostly my kids my wife you know our family from way back 
But there's something about film that is just, I was telling my daughter the other day, it's intoxicating. Because for me, that you know, the imperfections, like, like you were talking about, the beautiful disasters, the mistakes, uh, the light leaks, all, all the different color uh, film, you know, film color stocks, a col- no, color film stocks. <laughs> um, like you were mentioning, um, what was the film that you were trying in your horizon? Oh, Psych Blues. Psych Blues, yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of films that are like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's like it, digital's kind of just kind of stuck with being, just being, having an accurate representation of reality, whereas film is much more artistic. It has, it has the ability to be, to be more artistic with the double exposures, the light leaks, the imperfections, the scratches, like you were saying, you know, it's really interesting, interesting stuff to me. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like with, with digital, it feels like you're never really done with an image because you yeah. can get in your software and do all sorts of things in there and just be trapped in front of your computer for hours and, mm-hmm. and tinkering and changing stuff. And you can add all of these things that we talked about to your digital image, but for me, when I shoot film, I feel like I've made a lot of decisions already once I've loaded the camera. And I don't, yeah. you know, like, okay, what do I, you know, envision this image to look like? Okay, I'm going to load my pre-exposed Psych Blues film because I know it's going to have, like, some rainbow colors and stuff in it. So I've made that decision already. I don't have to go yeah. to the computer and add all of that stuff. Yep. <laughs> and so I feel like it's it's kind of a streamlined. I know that's weird to say that, but it's kind of a <laughs> more streamlined process for me, anyway. Because yeah. I've made all I've made all these choices before I leave the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've made a bunch of decisions already. Yeah. My exactly. camera choice and my film choice, and yeah. whatever little filters or whatever I want to take with me. Yeah. Um. Now, thinking about uh, film film photography and Kansas, there's two things I wanted to ask you about. First of all, you did an awesome zine called um, "A Letter, A Love Letter to Kansas," and mm-hmm. I love that zine. It speaks to me obviously because I'm from Kansas myself, and I love my homeland. Um, but have you found, like, you know, living here in Vermont, there's a lot of trees and mountains and stuff like that. But after some time, anywhere you live is going to be, you know, you kind of have to hunt and peck for things to shoot at or to, to, you know, to be interesting to photograph. Have you found that to be the way, uh, the same way in Kansas? Or do you continue to find inspiration uh, in our shared home state? Oh, well, I think when you live somewhere, like you said, you kind of get used to how your surroundings look and you don't see it anymore because yeah. like you've seen it already. So you really have to kind of change your mindset. If you're just shooting at home, mm-hmm. at home, then you have to look at your surroundings in a different way. Yeah. Like, um, um, there's, you know, in Wichita, there's a lot of 
trains and you hear them and you see them all the time. You get delayed by them, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you don't, you stop paying attention. But yeah. then once you have that thought and become a little more aware, then it's like, oh, I, sh- I see the different graffiti on the train cars and mm-hmm. notice the different shades of orange on the, on the, on the trains and stuff like that. So you just have yeah. to change your mind change your mind about what's going on around you yeah. and being aware that although you have seen all this stuff before you haven't really seen it that's true <laughs> and, it's, and it's time it's time to look at it again yeah with more and, intentionality I mean, right right if and that's kind of how i think about it when i'm shooting around here or close to home but you know of course when you're traveling you haven't seen all of this stuff. I mean, even traveling yeah. in your state, you're seeing right. something new. But yeah, right, like Monument see? Rocks, you know. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. yeah, Have you yeah. been to Monument Rocks? Yeah, yeah. So okay. beautiful. Yeah, that's there. Right. <laughs> yeah. So beautiful. It, it's it's um, a crazy part of the state, though. You know, it is. It's, it really it's is. Like an ancient, ancient sea, and there's fossils and stuff in there, and how it just pops up out of the ground out of nowhere. It's crazy. Yeah. But. Kansas has a lot of surprises, you know. A lot of people think that it's uh well, one one friend of mine from Vermont said when he drove across Kansas, it was miles and miles of nothing but miles and miles. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. You know, the roads are long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's long and straight, but but there's a lot of beauty in Kansas that you just you you kind of have to get off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. To, to see, you know, the ghost towns and little arroyos and stuff like that that are just really beautiful in a sort of a, not subdued, but a understated way, you know? Um, all, like you said, the trains and all the grain silos and stuff like that, so. Right. And the interstate system was not meant to be scenic. It was meant to get you places quick. Right. That's true. <laughs> Direct. And, you know, that's that's what it was made for, to get you places fast, not to get you there in a yeah. scenic kind of way. <laughs> you know, exactly. they, don't have all the, they don't have all the roadside stuff because you're going 75 miles an hour. <laughs> you know? yeah. And you get on the U.S. highway or state roads, then you're going mm-hmm. slower. There's stuff on the side of the road. You can kind of get over there a little easier. Than if yeah. you're on an interstate, <laughs> so it's like what are you really expecting to see, unless you're, you know, unless you are driving through some part of the country where there's some obvious landscape kind of stuff right. going on, like you said. But yeah. you know, it's true. Otherwise, yeah, you're I, just whizzing all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Have you ever been out to Western Kansas? I, mean, I, I guess Monument Valley, uh, not Monument Valley. Monument Rocks are. West of Wichita. Four but, hours, like, have yeah. you been to far out, far out west at all? Um, I haven't done much exploring that way. Yeah. You know, I've driven to Denver a few times. I have a friend out there, so I've, yeah. you know, I've driven through it. But um, um, let's see, west. I guess the furthest west would be where I've actually stopped and kind of explored a little bit would yeah. probably be. Monument Rocks and Dodge City and yeah. Well, that's Dodge City's that's pretty south. west. Yeah, that's I used south. to live in Dodge City. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. You shot uh, what in your zine? There was a picture of um, some of the art in Mullenville, mm-hmm. and every time I drove by that, you know, I explained to you my my wife uh, way way back in the '90s. She visited her relatives in Pratt, Kansas, and I would go and visit her as often as I could. You know, we were dating at the time, and every time I'd pass by you know, Mullenville and see, you know, all those, I don't know what you call them, but just pieces of metal art. (laughs) Yeah. Folk art. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. And they continue to, whoever does it continues to add and add and add to it, you know? Well, M.T. Liggett, he's the artist. He died a few years ago. Oh, he did. Yeah. So he's gone now, but they're preserving all of that stuff. And there's like a Uh sign that says that they're preserving it. So. That's yeah, it's cool. a kind of a really interesting timeline to see, like, you're on the highway and you come, I forget which direction it's going, I guess east. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you see his old stuff, older stuff, and then the newer stuff, and you turn around the corner closer to his house, and there's more craziness, like, woman statues and, and all of that. That's so cool. <laughs> craziness, yeah. So wow. his legacy lives on. I think that's so so fascinating to have you know he 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 did art with his hands and to have a you know film photography a film photographer such as yourself such as yourself documenting his you know his work that he did with his hands it's just kind of a neat you know marriage of the two sort of uh, of art forms you know I just I like that so cool yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask about Kansas is I know you're you're in Kansas and Anne Holland is in Kansas, but is is film photography is it very common in in Kansas? Like, do you see other film shooters in Wichita or other areas that you visited in Kansas? Um, I I do. Okay. But, you know, I don't I don't get out. To like the um, walks and meetups as much as yeah. I used to, and yeah. like when I when when Flickr was more of a thing, I did go on uh, Flickr walks, and then like I would be like maybe the only film shooter. Oh, <laughs> so, <wow. laughs> yeah, so it's like all right, so I'm lone weirdo on this photo walk. But then, like, more people would come and bring theirs next time. Like, oh, somebody else who has, oh, that film camera, I'm going to bring it next time. So they bring it. And then I've met a couple of people that way that it's like, oh, I got my film fridge. <laughs> and, like, let's watch you all. <laughs> what have you got? You know, and then you, somebody has to out themselves. And then they'll, <laughs> then they feel like, oh, it's safe, it's safe to come out as a film shooter. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think like, why it's are you shooting that? You know, some of that. <laughs> I think maybe back in the day it was maybe even more like that, and now it seems like it seems like film is becoming. Uh, well, I don't want to say the hip thing or in thing, but it does seem to be more common, even with younger people. You know. Yeah, um, like that and vinyl records. Yeah, yeah it's, it's true. It's so true. Mm-hmm. With this more um, tactile experience yeah it's definitely new when we were growing up right (laughs) right (laughs) trying to step step away from the uh ones and zeros for a little bit and get into something you know something you can touch and feel and exactly experience with your whole self yeah and 
smell the chemicals and see the actual negatives or positives. Yeah, you know, it's like picture in your hand and you know, yeah, print, book printed and you know, even if it's just Shutterfly or something, do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's just well, feel more digital. You know, it's just tools, so that's you know, true. Use use whatever you feel comfortable using to express yourself. I agree. I agree. I do have a maybe. Maybe it's because I've only been doing it for a little less than two years. I still have a a real affinity for film, and I, you know, I I tempt myself every once in a while going on to eBay and looking at Fuji X cameras or whatever. Wow. But then I think about them, and I'm like, it won't give me what film gives me, you know. I can't do a double exposure with a digital camera. I can maybe overlay something on on um, Photoshop or something like that, but you can't do it with the with the same surprise as oh as right. a film camera. You know, I was gonna say there's some digital where you can have do the multiple exposures on, but yeah, I see. Oh, you can. Yeah. I oh, so. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. I'll have to. It's probably it's probably buried deep in a menu somewhere. Though. Yeah. <laughs> get your, get your three inch book out for your camera. Yeah, exactly. Where the multiple Whereas with film, you just menu is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Film, you just push a button and then you know re uh, yeah. cock the shutter and then shoot away. You know. <laughs> well, like my so. Minolta eight hundred, it has a multiple exposure function. And I okay. think it's up to like eight times on a frame. It's kind of nuts. But, That's cool. <laughs> yeah, you can push <laughs> and tell it how many yeah. times you want to shoot over this frame. <laughs> so yeah, it's an option. That's cool. That's cool. I I do love my Minoltas, but ooh, kind of looks like we're kind of frozen here. Can you still hear oh. me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It's just the video that's frozen. Oh, there you are. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you so much, Denise. I really, really appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast. Um, and I always, well, at, at least ever since I've seen your work when we did the the film swap, I always ap appreciate seeing your work on Instagram when it when it comes through. It's really a, a joy to see um, to see part of my home state being shown to the world. <laughs> in a fascinating medium such as film. I just love that. So, wow, thank anyways, you so much. you're welcome. And uh, look forward to seeing more work from you. Now, speaking of that, um, you know, I don't have many listeners, but for those that are listening to, to this podcast, uh, where can they find your work? Uh, I am Denise G316 on Instagram. And if you're still on that old dinosaur flicker, I'm on there too. D Gray's on Flickr. Ah. So Flickr's, Flickr's not, is my uh, preferred place. <laughs> it's pretty much my storage. So it's yeah. a little of, it's just everything on there. It's not highly curated. It's not the highly curated feed. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's the a same photo dump. <laughs> it's a photo <laughs> dump. Sift through yep. it and see if you can find anything good in there. You're more than welcome to. It's, it's public. It's, so it's my Instagram. It's public. You know, whatever okay. I Whatever I don't want you to see, I won't put on there. I don't believe in private accounts and stuff. It's yeah. like, don't upload it if you don't want anybody to see what you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> <It's just that laughs> simple. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, everything has to be shared. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so I'm you... on a, oh, I have a blog too. I just started okay. a blog share. It's called um, Denise on Film at blogs blogspot.com. I don't even know my own address. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same with me. I'm like, uh, what's my uh, Instagram account? What's my Flickr account? <laughs> like, go to Blogspot and type in Denise on film and you'll find me. <laughs> my, my ramblings. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, the, uh, your Instagram account has 316. That's the uh, area code of uh, Wichita, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I remember I'm not very imagined. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like uh, three one six was was from uh, was the we- uh, Western Kansas area code, and I think Eastern Kansas had nine one three, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, like Kansas City up that way. Yeah, yeah. and then they added the, the, six. The state used to be cut in half. Yeah, so it's like three one six from here down and six two zero north, <laughs> and then Kansas City. Yeah. Down. <laughs> Or eight one six, maybe two. I think they may be eight one six too. That's too many probably phones. after I moved to Vermont. <laughs> yeah, too many phones. So, they had to create. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, anyways, thank you so much again, Denise, for coming on, and uh, have a great night. Thanks. I appreciate the invite and let me on to ramble with you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. We'll see you later. Alrighty. <laughs> <laughs>